Hi there, my name's Adam Parr. I'm the podcast host, the Parr City Podcast. In this podcast, you'll be listening to me connect with people from different walks of life, from the military to people in the music industry to people in the self-help industry and many other areas of life. In this podcast, I'll be talking about topics from self-help, mental health, motivation, spirituality, mindset, society, current affairs, and much, much more. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe, share, and let me know your feedback. My main intention on this podcast is to have a positive impact. For you, the the listener, to take something positive from it, to apply something positive into your life from this. Now, with without further ado, let's get into this podcast and enjoy. Hi, and welcome to the Positivity Podcast. In today's episode, I'm joined by Natasha Margaritas. She's an expert interviewer, small business advocate innovator, speaker, video creator, wonder woman of brand content creation and a LinkedIn practitioner. In this podcast, we talk about the work that Natasha does, happiness, mindset and much more. Now, sit back, relax and enjoy this episode. Hi, Natasha. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Really appreciate it. No worries, Adam. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to join you and get into a um, meeting, meaty, meaningful conversation. Yeah, no, no, you're very welcome. I'm, I'm happy to have you on. The um, a few minutes ago, we were talking about like, um, you know, what about the work that you do, and how important it is to kind of like, you know, share your story and mm. how some people kind of like, like you said, kind of uh, sitting on gold almost you know but just need to get out there yeah so I guess it goes back to my own story for me personally where I was once this person who really never thought much of my own story and Mm. its value or whether or not it had any impact on anyone else And uh, it starts off Mm. with, you know, we go through challenges in life. And for me personally, watching my dad not have the support around him when he was trying to run a business. Uh, When I was a really young child, um, my brother and I watched my dad really suffer through trying to run a business and uh, not having the support or the, um, you know, mentorship or community around him. And so uh, that really drives me to wake up every morning because my dad ended up actually 
uh, dying of um, depression, alcoholism, drug abuse. And he was a doctor trying to run a hospital for a business. So uh, for me, why I wake up every single day is to really give people who feel isolated, uh, uh, you know, whether you're an entrepreneur or no matter where you are in life. Um, my heart is primarily for entrepreneurs, but, you know, no matter where you are in life, if you're feeling isolated. I want to help uh, pe those people really find hope and resilience. Uh, because when we come together as a community and we unite, we can really make a life-changing difference in the world. So, um, you know, for me personally, that's why I wake up every day. Um, and not many people know that I actually work full-time as well. And I, I run operations for this beautiful community of small business owners um, within the bank that I work with. And uh, it, we, have, we have all these online experiences, bringing people together. It's all about bringing people together, giving them a sense of hope, giving them a sense of, you know, we've got each other's back and we can, you know, we can be resilient in the face uh, of these unprecedented times that we're in right now, things like that. And, um, and then there's, of course, what I do, um, you know, outside of that, which is, that I help people recognize and embrace the value in their stories because it's literally a gold mine that they're sitting on. And I happened to literally just stumble upon it myself purely because I decided to uh, embrace what I've been through in life, understand how far I've come. It's almost like it started when I wanted to have a sense of appreciation and gratitude for the lessons I've learned in life. And when I did that, I mapped out my entire story and I was like, wow, look at this. This is insane. Look at what I've been through. Um, and that's when I realized, you know what, I'm going to start sharing bite-sized pieces of this story, my story. When I started doing that, I launched a show. I started interviewing founders and suddenly that came alive and people resonated. Mm. So, yeah. Gosh, that's quite an amazing journey that and I think like um what you mentioned you know with your dad I mean that that's something that's you know quite a significant event and I think it mm. must you know kind of like I said make you think about things because like you said your dad you know was running this business second business business and um you know didn't really have much you know support and um yeah you know, you know set up, setting up a business can be quite stressful. Um, you know, I suppose, and like people, you know, have their own outlet, don't they? And I think, like, if you get into drinking and things like that, it's quite yeah. a big down the spiral. And I mean, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's a big thing. And I think, like you said, helping people and you know, letting them have a space to you know share their story. And to support to support them in that as well because I think people if they're starting starting a business they want that initial support in what they're doing especially if someone's going to share their story as well I think it's really nice that you that you do that you kind of like want to have a positive impact yes because we don't realize just how powerful community can be for people Simply knowing that you are part of something much bigger than yourself. Simply knowing that there are people around you who are doing it just as tough 
as you are, uh, and that you're not alone in some of the challenges you're facing, that there are people out there who can relate deeply with the, with the pain and the victories, you know, mm. that you're going through mm. and you're experiencing. So that in itself is a key part of my why, my purpose driving community around people and no matter what I do and I'm in in the very early stages of helping uh, founders and entrepreneurs and business owners really you know navigate their brand narrative um, with a with a roadmap or through their story right so yeah. I'm very very early stages of, of doing that and I humbly say that because the road ahead is long, it's exciting, uh, and I want to take my time with it. And the only reason I'm able to do that is because I've got a community of people around me who are, you know, empowering me to, and, and helping me learn that Rome really wasn't built in a day and I don't have to fall a prey to the pressures of this world that, you know, if I don't do it now, I'll never make it. And um, you know, there's so many different things that we face, right? Depending on our background and our life experiences, so many different mindsets that we have to overcome. Uh, so many different new mindsets we have to, you know, adapt to. Mm. And um, the only way you can actually do that is actually if, if you put yourself in a trusted environment, a safe, supportive environment of people who are like-minded and who are doing the journey with you. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I think that's like, you know, really important. You know, like mm. being supported in what you're doing and the people you surround yourself with, you know, like even o online, you know, as well as in person, you know, the, the connections you have and being supported yeah. in what you, you do. It's like, you know, kind of that driving force that kind of like helps you to, you know, do what you're doing yeah and like you said you have to kind of like you know switch up change you know your mindset and i think like society like you said can you know and people's expectations and like you said uh you know depending on upbringing and what we've taken from you know like life growing up because like you said people think they need to have it all all done straight away um exactly to, you know, to figure out what Progress you want to do. is so do. much more important than perfection. And sometimes mm. we strive so hard to get things to a perfect place. And that's what, that's what makes us weary and tired and exhausted and lose sense of why we started this thing in the first place. Whereas, you know, done is better than perfect. And that's, that's the, that's, that's a growth mindset that I'm slowly starting to adapt more and more of. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be a lifelong journey of adapting to it because you never stop learning. Right. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, so for me personally, I think the more entrepreneurs or budding entrepreneurs, no matter what stage of entrepreneurship you're at, mm -hmm. having a mindset where, this is not supposed to be perfect right from the get-go yeah let me just get momentum so i can celebrate the small wins along the way and that's yeah. the beauty of a story as well i mean think about it when you 
watch a movie. You're, you're not, you know, watching five minutes of a movie and then it's done. You're watching this hour and a half uh, where, a, where a central character or a protagonist and uh, all these other supporting characters are going down a journey where they're going through some really good times and some really not so great times. And you're experiencing oxytocin and cortisol in your brain. And, you know, endorphins are going off. And uh, why? Because it's a journey and you're doing the journey with them. Uh, and all of a sudden, you want them to get to that place where they're going to eventually come out of it okay. Mm. That's the beauty of a story is that you don't have it all perfect in the beginning or the middle, maybe somewhat towards the end. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, yeah, it's about really understanding, you know, adapting the, the element of a story to the fact that you can implement it into your own life. Mm. and the decisions we make and that every step we take forward is a step in the right direction towards you know developing that story and that journey um whether it's for your brand for your business for your personal life whatever it is it's adaptable yeah no i, I completely agree i think like you said all those kind of stages you know almost like building blocks and they're all like you know part of the journey um you know, part of the process, isn't it? Um, yeah. I think some, sometimes people can get so, I mean, I've been guilty of it, um, fixated on the end goal. Mm. You know, just looking at, you know, where it is you want to go. And it's like, you know, there, there is that journey, there is that process involved as well. Oh, and, that um, just reminded me, reminded me of this time when I was trying to run a public speaking coaching business. Mm. back in I think early 2018 and oh goodness it, I just had memories flashing back of working non-stop for a whole week on on this big idea that I had of running a workshop marketing it on LinkedIn and this is when I first started on LinkedIn right yeah. so I remember like killing myself and probably driving everyone around me absolutely mad <laughs> because I wanted to make sure this event had every single thing, you know, a normal workshop would, an ideal workshop would have, like from the food and drink to the, the perfect design on all the worksheets that I would print out to the PowerPoint that I would use to, you know, what, what sweets are going to be on the table to this and that. Oh my God. It, you know, you can just imagine that when you're trying to pull off your first or second workshop, you want to keep it as simple, as straightforward, as valuable as possible. Mm. And that's what I've learned the hard way. Because when you're, when you're so close to the problem, like I was back then, I was trying to solve this public speaking problem, but I focused so little on the public speaking, you know, and mm. so much on the fluff <laughs> around yeah, the yeah. workshop that I kind of lost track of why I was doing this in the first place. Mm, yeah. And so if I can share anything from my own learning experience is that focus on what's important and the rest is literally a bonus. 
the rest, if it falls into place, it falls into place. But for, uh, you know, but focusing on everything else and making sure everything is perfect. Um, it's like you can't see the forest from the trees, you know, sometimes. And we've, yeah. we've got to get our heads out of it and really get the, get a bird's eye view of what's happening. Yeah, no, that's, that's a really good point. Um, and I think, like you said, when you was doing that public speaking course and you was, you know, you was wanting to get it perfect. Yeah. And you was wanting, you know, like, to get it right, get it perfect. And I think, like, sometimes... I, you know, I, I'm quite perfectionist. I mean, I, I've worked in restaurants and things like that. And it, there is a kind of light level of perfection in that trade. You kind of, you know, have to, everything has to be good, you know, for the customer, things like that. So mm. it kind of gets wired into like, you know, your, your, your thinking and your wiring. And uh, so I, I've kind of had to work on that as well, you know, like just to relax a bit and things aren't always going to be perfect. Um, but I think like with that, mm we kind of think about other people's expectations and what they're thinking. So like you probably wanting to get it right because you want it to look good to other people and all the rest of it. And like you said, you kind of can, can lose track with like, you know, the main reason as to probably why you're doing it because you're so focused on making it look nice for the other people to think a certain way about it. Um, and I think sometimes people can overthink things. So people can overcomplicate things. And um, I've, I've had the conversation with people who are wanting to start podcasts and they're saying, you know, I need to get this equipment. I need this equipment. I need this. I need that. And I'm like, you don't actually need all of that stuff, you know, straight away. Um, You know, so you start with the basics. Yeah. It's bare bones basics. Yeah. That's it. And it's like, you could have all this good expensive equipment, and the content you put out might not be very good, but yet, yeah, you know, what I mean, you could have a basic microphone or like you know, a phone and a device like me, and just put out whatever you think, really, you know. And then, and then when you reach a stage, then you can get the equipment, you know. It's but everyone's different, but it's very interesting, what, you know, from what you said. Yeah, I I completely agree with you on that. When I started my live show on LinkedIn it literally didn't have all the finesse that uh, I wanted it to have, you know, paying for a paid subscription to a third party platform and Mm. where you can get all the fancy bells and whistles, you know, with this banner and color schemes and branding and all that stuff. Right. In the beginning, I just said, you know what, let's just get it out there and see what people think. Yeah. Let's see what kind of feedback I get from the first few. May not even get many views. Let me just get it out there. Let's have one or two guests on and see how we go. And that's literally how it started. And it Mm. started to explode because I took it one step at a time. And thankfully, uh, I had my husband who told me, you are not buying fancy equipment until you've you've given it a go without without anything, uh, any of the bells and whistles. So <laughs> sometimes we just need an accountability buddy to just, you know, let us know uh, how, how it is, you know, to, someone who's going to call it like it is and mm. isn't going to just paint a pretty picture and just pat you on the back and say, oh, well done, go, go ahead, run away, horse. Because that's what we end up becoming. We just have this fancy idea and we go like, yeah, I'm going to be a runaway horse. 
with this being you know runaway train whatever the expression is mm. and uh we're, we're, all of a sudden it's out of control we bought like all this stuff from ebay and yeah. we're like crap i haven't even focused on the content i'm yeah. getting many good guests on my podcast or something lately you know whatever the issues mm. might be mm. and so on and so forth so yeah quality first when we're starting out is so important yeah no that that's that's definitely it, isn't it and that's i think that, that's something i've learned you know through podcasting you know um a great deal you know i learned a great deal and i think like i've just kept it very kind of simple you know um and just mm-hmm. experimented and yeah just kind of like look to what other people are doing as well and kind of gauging it and you have to kind of be yourself, don't you? You have to try, you know, you have to be yourself. Um, you can kind of take ideas and, you know, do your own thing with it. But I think that's the thing, you know, people have to be themselves. You know, there's, there's already, um, you know, Joe Rogan, there's already, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk, there's already um, Tony Robbins, isn't there? So, I mean, it's like you doing your own kind of thing. Yeah. Um from from uh your podcast journey mm. i'm curious actually adam to know more about some of those learnings that you got from the experience uh which i i, I feel like that i can draw a, a lot of parallel to my own live show yeah. experience yeah of course um i i always like to hit the ground running i always like to be confident in what i'm doing and I realized, you know, with podcasting, you, you can't rush it. You, mm. it takes time. It's a process. You know, you're, you're going to get a lot of rejections, you know, when you ask people to be on it. Um, mm. You know, con- consistency as well. You know, being consistent with something. Because um, I think in the past, you know, I would do something and, and then I'd come back to it like, you know, a bit a while later. Whereas, you know, it kind of made me learn, you know, that it's a process, it takes time, you have to put time into it, you have to enjoy it, um, and patience, really, um, and, and, you know, getting getting comfortable with being, you know, vulnerable or uncomfortable by, you know, kind of going, in, you know, into the unknown, reaching out to people, um, because a lot, you know, a lot of the things that I faced was, you know, I'd worry about what people think and things like that. So it kind of faced all of those things. Interesting you say that. Yeah, we all go through that uh, journey of wondering what other people are going to think. And it's a choice we have to make. Mm. Are we trying to please everybody? Because you can't please everybody. You really can't. And I know this is a confronting and very challenging topic for most people to face. I had to go through that myself when I started my show, when I was a television presenter back you know, 10 years ago, uh, when I started becoming more of a public speaking sort of um, event engagement sort of uh, field, mm. emceeing events, facilitating discussions, uh, currently in my in my day position, I am facilitating live discussions all the time. 
Mm. And sometimes you can either get stuck in the what will people think or you can walk in your level of authenticity. You can walk in uh, that area of growth that you are going to grow more and more authentic. Mm. Um, And people will start to appreciate you for who you are. Maybe not not everyone's going to appreciate you for who you are. Mm. And the challenge that we face today in the social digital age that we're in, you know, the challenge is that do we have to get everyone to like us? That's the challenge. We don't. That the answer is we can't um, get everyone to like us for, for who we are. Otherwise, you know, Google would own the entire market share you know, Facebook would own the entire market share. We, and I know these are giants, and I'm just saying out loud that uh, they they do own quite a significant, um, you know, segment of the market. Mm. But the truth is that there's a segment for everyone. There's a market for everyone. There's enough, you know, piece of the pie for everyone. Uh, and the trouble is that sometimes we get so caught up in why someone doesn't like you or didn't respond to your text or maybe the way you said something uh, when you reached out to someone for a podcast or when you reached out to uh, have someone as a guest on your show or whatever. Um, mm. You know, you, you sometimes, I'm okay with being uncomfortable. I'm okay uh, with uh, not pleasing, not being able to please everyone. Mm. That's the challenge, uh, whether, you know, all of us, are going to be able to make that choice and move on, move forward. Mm. It's onwards and upwards after that. For me, it's a challenge even now, I'll be honest with you, uh, when, when I feel like, you know, uh, I have a relationship with someone that I've been slowly building over time. And then all of a sudden the relationship kind of fizzles out and you're like, what happened there? I have no idea mm. what happened there. And yeah. you kind of think about it for a couple of days and then you, you got to just move on though. Because if you spend too much on something like that, and question yourself and second guess yourself and wonder and ponder and you're just wasting time on things that don't really matter in the end because we've got to move forward and keep mm. chasing after the impact we want to have on the world. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I think, like you said, it's that time and energy, isn't it? That, you know, you, your time and energy, you can't really get back. Well, I mean, energy does come back. You know, what you give out, you get back. But you know, like that time and energy you focus on, you know, that thinking, you know, what if or why, it just kind of like yeah. spirals, doesn't it? And it's yeah. it's kind of like catching yourself and realizing, no, you know, that there are better things, you know, telling yourself, you know, there are better things to come and just kind of like um, having that kind of chat with yourself, isn't it? Yeah. But like, sorry. Oh, no, you go. But with the like TV presenting, so that was, mm. so who's that, who's that uh, for? Well, like, what channel was that? Was that like a kind of big channel? So I used, so this is a story in itself. Uh, when I was 19 or 20 years old, I really can't remember, I got this opportunity uh, when my mom slapped a newspaper in front of me and I literally had no job at the time. I was looking for a job and 
she slapped the newspaper on the dining table in front of me and she was like, look at this, there's a job ad for this uh, television channel that is the biggest national channel in India. And it's an English channel, it's right up your alley. Um, the interesting thing is that I, well, some context, Adam, is that I grew up in India. Mm. And uh, I grew up there for the for 23 years of my life. Cannot speak any other language except English. And so it's a, yeah. as you can imagine, I was a little bit of a misfit um, yeah. in that environment. And I, 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 while my my mom and the rest of my family can kind of speak different languages here and there, you know, they can, they've kind of grown up in that environment where they've been able mm. to learn that. Whereas for me, because we come from more of a British sort of um, background, mm. I'm half French Burmese and all of that stuff, right? So big mix oh, wow. in my background. So English is the only language that I've ever grown up speaking with my family. So mm. anyway, so um, when that opportunity came up with the newspaper, I was like, oh God, do I have to do this? Jeez, I don't even know. It was, it was a production assistant role. And I was like, am I really going to get this role? I don't know. Well, mm. let's give it a go. Mm. Yeah. And... Um, so ended up applying, you know, kind of like the donkey was being kicked by, you know, by, by my mom. <laughs> and ended, ended up applying for this role. And uh, I got the job. And in, in about six months of uh, being production assistant, which, by the way, in television terms, is pretty much, you know, the, the rat running around. And when, when I got the job, I imagined myself taking, carrying tea to my producer or something every day. That, I thought that was pretty much going to be mm -hmm. the, the sum of my work. But obviously, I learned a lot in that six months. And it just so happened that my boss, who was the producer presenter who I was assisting, right? She mm. was quitting and moving on. And all of a sudden, they were like, oh, my goodness, we can't find anyone suitable to fill her position. They tried interviewing different people and trying to get others from within the organization and mm. uh, our external candidates as well, but nothing fit. All of a sudden, they turned to me. They were like, hmm, how about you? <laughs> and, <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> You've got to be kidding me. Mm. Uh, and I was not interested in being in front of the camera. I'll be honest with you. Mm. Uh, anyway, so my first, I remember my first training with um, this producer was training me up to, before she left, and, uh, handing over to me, right? And I remember I did a hundred takes for my first, my first piece of camera for this show that I was taking over. A hundred, just for one oh. piece, one piece of camera. So in, in television terms, one piece of camera is just one take for one, one section of the entire show. So, Jeez. yeah, I was pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> and it's taken years of working at my communication skills, my confidence, my ability to go for gold in areas that are completely out of my comfort zone. Mm. Mm. No, that's amazing how, like, you know, one amazing experience though as well. I mean, it's like, it's quite rare nowadays just thinking back to what you said with the newspaper and like, you know, there are, I mean, there are, I think there are still jobs in newspapers, but like now it's, you know, like you, you think of that now, like, oh yeah, like, you know, a job in a newspaper. Um, no, I, I mean, that's true. But, um, yeah, it's mostly like people don't probably do anything in 
look at newspapers for jobs anymore. But um, but like yeah, but I mean, but you you learn so much, you know, in that role. And I suppose like that's I think like some of those roles people might avoid or not think very much of because you know, like you said, it's like at the bottom, and you know, you have to kind of start from the bottom. But like you through that position, you you I bet you see you saw like everything that was going on around you. you like in those roles where you know, you're the person who's doing everything running around, you're seeing how everything works in some sense. Mm. Um, and you kind of, you, you know, yeah. you're, in the thick, you're in the thick of it all. Um, it's a bit like a kitchen porter position in a, in a, a kitchen. You're, you're at the bottom because, you know, you're doing the dishes and everything, but you see how the front of the house works. You see how, you know, you kind of see the whole spectrum of it all. Uh, and I bet like, mm. I kind of, good work if you like just scrolling through your feed it's nice to see like you see like all these people like posting pictures outside with their friends and like everything and then you just see that like one positivity post about like staying motivated or like staying driven and it's like cool Paul, they're just so nice people yeah such nice people that's uh they're so fun you know um i know it's uh one time i uh spent like almost 10 years like when um i had like a part-time job I, that i created i just wanted a little extra money i didn't want to put in a ton of time but i wanted something fun you know because who wants to work their life away right mm. and like you know what i mean and it's something that you're not really enjoying or it's work right and so uh i helped this one little grandma she had copd from smoking for so many years yeah. and so you know she uh, just needed help first it was like just little things around the house or then um uh, you know, going to the pharmacy, going, and it was one of the best jobs I ever had, and it was so fun. That's just, nice. you know, yeah, just connecting with somebody else, helping them out, and then it's just so sweet. Weighing what would people think, and it's like it's not about you know the likes; it's about you know, it's about who who that impacts. You know, the the likes are just like a bonus almost. Yeah. But um, but where where can people find you on social media and um, you know especially elderly people as well and talking to them and helping them and having that kind of positive impact you know learning about their stories and things like that. Yes, yeah, she had awesome stories. Her and her husband were business owners and they like traveled all over the world and it was just yeah it was so neat mm. to hear that because then you know when you're then it's just like it kind of opens up the world to you. It's like oh wow you know I. I could travel and be a businesswoman as well. Or, you know, you just start to expand your horizon of op possibilities. Mm, mm, yeah. Yeah. Nice. It's nice. It's quite powerful, isn't it, when you think about it? Yeah. 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 It's how much difference we actually make in this world. You know, you th like for me, it's like, okay, I was just helping, you know, helping her out. But mm. it's like we who knows the imp the true impact maybe i had on her life you mm. know i know the, the impact she had you know she's passed away a long time now i um but i still yeah.